been some crazy shit happening. I live at Geary and Leavenworth, and dear lord, the world is falling apart. First, we've got the curfew. Okay, fine, we got a curfew. All right, I shouldn't be out after eight, but you know, I'm working. So, walking home through the tenderloin, uh, not afraid of the people living in tents on every corner, the 20 people living on every single block, Not no fear of these people who are people just trying to stay alive, but of the hit and runs. On Saturday night, there were three hit and runs right outside my window. Like, I thought, oh, the street light's out. Oh, nay, no, 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 street light's not out. No, street light's fine. Just people running each other off the road. What, why, why would they do that? I have no idea. Yesterday, walking home, uh, a drone, there was a drone flying in the sky very high at the corner of Geary and Leavenworth. And I was like, looking at the drone, watching it, looking up at it, watching it, ooh, I see, and I was like, the only time I've seen that is when the Matrix was filming here and they had all the drones that were taking shots at the, and then I thought, well, it's high enough up. Wow, we can really see all of downtown, but it's specifically at this crux, right? Crazy. And not long after I get in my house, I heard gunshots. I heard two gunshots. I thought they were gunshots. And I was like, that sounded like gunshots. That can't be real. And then cop cars descend. Like, what? And I thought, oh, this isn't real. I'm making this up. And so I posted on the Facebook. Someone else who lives on Geary is like, oh, you think there were 10 cop cars? There were like 20 cop cars. And then someone else posted a picture from another angle. And I'm like, what is happening? And guys came out with AK-47s that weren't like SFPD. And I, I mean, I'm living in some fear, friends. Some serious fear. All right. I am waiting for a call. I mean, I don't know how we conflated like we conflated COVID with with the systematic racism pervasive in the system and that the system itself or I don't know what's happening. Latoya, you gotta call me. <laughs> Come on. I'm not I don't pay attention. I'm too scared. Like I'll, I'll think about anything. Last night I was so scared. I've been getting on these wacky late night zoom calls with people in New Jersey what is wrong with me but just to feel like I don't know safety in numbers or something I'm not sure uh, what's happening with the world well I am waiting for Latoya the sheriff of truth to call so that she can tell me the actual news because I don't I don't want to know I want to hide, hide myself in a barrel of IPA and come out for free ice cream days there's no more free ice cream days I wonder if 7-Eleven will still be free Slurpee Day. <laughs> the important things, right? <laughs> Just in the tiny cups. Tiny, tiny. Well, as I wait for Latoya, I'll plug my the show I did on Sunday. If you look up safe sets from Sunday, it starts out with a reading of Nick and Murder City by Warhol Kaufman. And then Rachel Pinson and I do some tiny cooking. It's a really weird and funny podcast of the two of us cooking on these tiny, tiny cast iron stoves. <laughs> it's really, we're going to do it again. It's tiny wood fire. We figured out how to make the heat consistent, I think, for the next time. And uh, 
We're going to pre-make the coals and then stick them in the thing. But we're going to make pancakes, little itty-bitty pancakes, tiny, tiny pans, and flip them with itty-bitty flippers. Because I would rather think about anything than the gunshots on my fucking street. Seriously. <laughs> like, I cut up a tiny, tiny pack of bacon the other day to make it look like a tiny pack of bacon because I can't handle what's happening right now in the world. And I want to think about anything. I'm rereading Charles Bukowski's poetry specifically about cats. Did you know that he loved cats? Like me, love, love, loved cats. He has a whole bunch of poems. <sighs> anything to think about except what's really happening. Anything. Poetry, tarot cards, <laughs> tiny bacon, tiny cooking. Uh, always free radio. That's also a new show here on Mutiny Radio for the Rainbow Family on... Tuesdays from 4 to 6. Exciting stuff happening here at Mutiny Radio. Coming up at 2.45, we're going to be doing another reading of Warhol Kaufman's project, Murder in Mix City. So that's exciting. But boy, oh boy, do I want Latoya to call. Okay. Well, I will put up some copay and try to contact her and we'll be back with, I don't know, news or something? Oh, I know what I'm supposed to play. I'm supposed to play uh, Warhol's story about being arrested. Oh, I can get this done. I have an idea. Okay, uh, LaToya, call me, and uh, I'm going to get something set up. Thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I don't think I said that. Sheriff of Truth. Can you hear me? I can, I can. Hey, how are you doing? This is crazy times, LaToya. Oh, man, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, with everything going on and protesting, I know I'm doing my part as much as I can, you know. Are you protesting? Huh? Did you protest? Oh, yeah, on uh, Saturday, and I'm going to keep up. So what are you doing? Are you you're distancing but having a sign, or what are you kneeling for? The, I heard a oh, lot of... Oh, no, I was, I, was, I was out there in the street on Saturday, and I was quarantined. I went, out, I went to go protest right after I, I got tested. Oh, <laughs> And, 
and it, you know, with, like I said, everything going on uh, the past couple of weeks, it's heavy. Yeah, I, the world's, it's, everything's falling apart. There was, uh, on my street, I was telling the audience on my street corner last night, there, there were gunshots and then there were um, uh, police presence, not of the SFPD kind of like black unidentified vehicles, people coming out with just like straight black outfits and um, autom semi-automatic weapons. There was a guy just walking up Leavenworth with a semi-automatic weapon. A, police type militia pers type person yeah. and I'm looking out my window and it's still daylight it's not even eight o'clock yet and I'm just like uh, is this real is this was this are we filming a movie because the drone was there before so I I'm really like starting to lose it because I don't know what's real and what's not real and then we've got people just willy-nilly out there filming and stuff with their phones and there's people walking around with guns. I'm like, what are you getting inside your home? You think you're safe? What's going on? Well, those people out there filming with their phones, were they of the Caucasian persuasion? Oh, there was all kinds of people yesterday. I mean, it, it was, it was amassing. I mean, well, first, first there was a great amassment because of all of the police presence. Like, you know, there was, 20 cars, right? And all, so there's all these police out. And right. then there were just all these people out. And then all these cars are just sort of stuck on Geary. And then people are like getting out of their cars. It was like they created a gathering. <laughs> it was it was nuts, though. So, and it was, I don't know what color people were. All I could see yeah, I was just, police know, presence with big guns. And I don't care what why color. I ask, because we have to be cautious with certain with people who think that we think that they're allies, because they've been agitators. And there have been some white supremacist groups coming in as per perpetrating as Antifa. Yeah. And that seems to be a uniform. Like, if they don't have, like, any kind of, like, you know, if they're not labeled as a police or national guard or anything. That's oh, why I was asking. I think I was accosted by an undercover type person. I was walking um, to the station, and it was on Sunday. I was on my way, and there was a, a woman wearing a mask, and she was staying next to me, and she started talking. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll – uh, she was, you know, I'm not going to not talk to people or whatever. I – but she said, I was on the other side. I was one of the I was one of the guards on the other side of the protesting. And I was like, well, I'm not really a protester. And then she starts in the story, and she's like, and then this black guy slapped me. So I slapped him back. And I was like, I'm really not interested in this story. I'm not a protester. But mostly because I was like, she was a white lady who was kind of trying to identify with me as a racist. Like, uh, how about yes. a man slapped me? I don't care what fucking color he was. Because, uh, but also... You're on the other side of the what? I, I didn't know what was happening, but I felt like it was this. Is there some sort of undercover troll presence in the city? And that's what's making me. I'm a so I'm a crazy. I'm a wackadoodle, nut banana go nuts, absolutely. And I'm but I'm putting things together, You're not going. Crazy for but this can't be real. But it was real. It was real, and it really happened to me. But is she just like an undercover racist who just wanted to be like? What did she want me to say? Like, I, she, she wants you to stay on cold, sweetheart. Uh, 
he wanted you to do is stay on code for you to agree. I mean, you do have, you have these people that are traveling around different cities coming in, infiltrating at protesters and destroying stuff and wow. trying to start shit. You know, so, I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory, folks. This, and no, you are not being crazy. Okay. You know, what happened to you? Just imagine if she was at the protest or was protesting. You know, what, what was her, you know, what was her real agenda, you know? Right. But, but she said she was on the other side. Yeah, she so said that she was one of the people holding the line. She was, she was basically one of the security people in some fashion, is what I was getting from the conversation, is that there were protests, but she was on the police presence. But I didn't want to delve in and be like, are you a cop? Because that's a weird question for me to ask. Uh, I mean, I guess if they're a cop and I ask them, they have to say yes, right? I, I don't know. I, I have so much fear right now of the cops. Like, they're, they're who are they? They're, I trust SFPD, I'll be honest. But these other unnamed, heavily armed, not, they have, they there wasn't any identification outwardly on them. It didn't say SWAT. It didn't say National Guard. It was just men in black flak jackets with semi-automatic weapons running up Leavenworth. And I, I'm like, and there's, is, is the drone there because it, the Matrix is filming? Filming Is this like, is this a joke? Is this like the Matrix was like, oh, we can get some extra footage here for free if we <laughs> send it? I mean, okay, so now that's a little, that's a wackadoo. But I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on, LaToya. It's, it, it, it's scary. Well, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to, are we supposed to, we're not supposed to protest. We're supposed to protest. What if they, did you see the pictures of the, of like the, it was the the steps. Oh, and every time I hear a car go fast, I'm afraid that someone's going to be a, another hit and run. <laughs> ah! I've just been seeing pictures of National Guard like everywhere, and um, it's that's been scary too. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, this is bound to happen. You know, we're not done yet. I mean, the good news about certain things that have happened in the past uh, 48 hours is we just got word of the fact that the police officers, all of them in Minnesota, are going to be charged. And then Derek Chauvin, who was the main gentleman who had his knee on the on of the brother's neck, instead of third-degree murder, which is basically manslaughter, they upped it to second-degree murder. Oh. So, and then, I don't know if you know about what else has been going on, but along with, you know, with the police fighting with the peaceful protesters, and I'm not even going to talk about really too much of the, the looting because that's a small majority of people. And, and you know what? Fuck that target. And it was tiny. Fuck that target. Fuck Gucci. And, Who cares? And, and, the, and the CVS. I walked right by it, the CVS on. I, it happened right before I walked by on Saturday night to go home. And 
Yeah, so so they looted the CVS. What did they take? Toilet paper and chips? Like, come on, who cares? <laughs> like, we got bigger fish to fry, right? There isn't even fish there. There's nothing. There might be fish sticks, and nobody who's looting has a fuck. But that's the thing. What we're looting necessities that people need, and we're not feeding them anyway? Uh, come on, it's just a CVS. Right. The, and they, the thing is, just like, you know, one thing I don't believe in is don't, don't hurt these small businesses. Exactly. You know, if, if you want to. Because this is this is more than just the police brutality. This is also economics. Yeah, yeah. Well, COVID, COVID has brought all the economics to the surface because there are people that have money and that are still working and have jobs, and there are some of us that have have had no income stream for. We're going here on three months of no income stream, and we have forty million people out of work. Forty. That's past the Great Depression. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are insane. You know, and 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 then whoa. Okay. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, Sorry. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's oh, it's oh. A, it's an insane amount of people. And what are do we have any yeah. answers? We have we right now we have no answers. And uh, well, we don't have any leadership. You're not going to get any answers. Yeah. Say. I mean, by the way. I think the funniest moment, which is not funny, but I need a good laugh, was that that photo op <laughs> of the president. So after, you know, he decided to tear gas and pepper spray the people, protesters. Oh, you mean the children? You know, the the children House. that got the children that got tear gassed? Uh huh. Saw those pictures. It wasn't just children. It was peaceful. It was everybody. You know. A lot of people and clergy people that were helping the protesters were giving them food and water right by the church, right by the White House, the church by the White House. So we all know what our president did because, you know, he has to show how manly he is because he hid in the bunker during protests over the weekend because he's a little bitch. Um, But the photo op of him, he... That picture of him holding the Bible in front of the church and him trying to pose for it was the funniest thing that I could say I've seen all week. And to let you know how demonic he really is, he has a Bible upside down. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so, and... All this, he did all that, that violent action from those peaceful protesters just to walk and to get a horrible photo up <laughs> by a church. And he didn't even open the Bible. He didn't, you know, it's just, it's, it's comical. Like, I mean, we've said this so many times. Whoever still supports him, you're an idiot. But by this, by this point, if you support him, you should just really kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I mean, you're just well, inhumane. Here's, here's you're, my, an, here's, you're an animal. Here's my question, is that we're all shut down for COVID because we're all afraid of death? Like, there are so many sca- – I mean, I, that's why I feel like with the racial tensions that erupted, they've – they have us afraid of this virus that's supposed to kill us that people aren't really dying from. But you know what is killing us? Police brutality. 
you know what is killing us? Like the racism. militaristic state coming virus. against us and removing our civil rights and our abilities from the Constitution to, to gather and to commune as people on a worldwide shutdown? And when are the rest of our rights removed? When is free speech taken away? And when, I mean, how far are we going here? And what is it about? We're going pretty deep. We're going pretty deep, but what is it? It's supposed to be about this COVID-19 thing. It's supposed to be about keeping everybody safe because of this crazy disease. And is not the disease of racism far more pervasive about killing people than this particular disease that seems to be... I just... I keep looking. You, the- you have to. We've been trying to tell people that for decades, yeah. centuries. But it, you know, I, I think on top of the George Floyd case and then the Breonna Taylor, which people need to keep her in mind too. She was the woman that was murdered uh, by police while she was sleeping, and they had a no-knock warrant. And it was not her, it was the wrong house. There's no charges on those policemen yet. Oh, the one where um, the one where the, the the police officer went into someone else's ha- went into his house and said, "Oh, I thought it was someone else's house," and then oh, shot the person. About, oh no, this is one. a different one. Oh, yes. But I did mention it to I did mention the, this case uh, the last time on the show. But this one is the one in Louisville, Kentucky. She's an EM. She was she was an EMT. Um, the her her boyfriend was sleeping. The SWAT came in. They didn't announce themselves. They just start shooting. The boyfriend thought he was. They were getting robbed. So and he had a permit. Um, so he shot back. And then they charged him for protecting his property because the police didn't announce. Come to find out, the warrant, the person that they got the warrant for was already caught, and it was not the place. Oh, my God. And when these kinds of mistakes are made, there needs... Nothing happens. But there needs... That's the whole thing is we have to... People have to start taking responsibility for what's happening and what's happened there's no way for us to come out of this without acknowledging like i mean when reparations i think is a way to do that here's yeah that's the thing like right now man if if i was if i was 45 and i really wanted to be reelected, i would get right behind reparations i would stand up and i would say Systematic racism has been pervasive in our country, and we haven't acknowledged it, and now it's coming to the surface, and therefore, this is the perfect time to, to unleash the reparations. To, to say, right. we kidnapped people to build our country, and we're awful, greedy, capitalist Listen, pigs. We sorry. I mean, sorry, really sorry. How about that one? You know, we built this for free. Yeah. And... We are still at the bottom of the total pole. I mean... That's how money is made. That's how money is made is you don't pay people. It's the same thing with capitalism. That's how all the money is made on the backs of the people actually doing the work. But it's the one person at the top going, I'm better and I started this and I'm entitled and deserve it. If someone is... Like, that's how... How do we think Old Navy, like... 
because it's on the backs of the Bangladeshi people that are sewing things for 10 cents an hour. Like, that's how you get a pair of $9 jeans. And everyone in America is like, we deserve everything. And it's just, it's ugly capitalism. Well, well that's why I don't mind, you know, I don't, I think it hurts the cause, but with the looting, and it depends when you're looting, because, like, you know, people have hit up, like, high-end stores like Gucci and Louis Vuitton. Who cares? The reason why, who cares why those places got hit? You know why? They've been overcharging folks. They've been underpaying folks. There's this ideology of class, which we've all bought into. Status symbols, yeah. If I get this luxury item, I think I'm something. Right. But I'm showing to everyone that I have worth. It's it's showing, it's it's an outward manifestation of internal value and worth. And the way that we value people systemically is off because we're saying that you only have value and worth if you're skinny enough, pretty enough, have the right shoes and and what is have the best cell phone, have a cool car, have bling this and do and that somehow our value is based on our monetary expression. Like value and worth and money. Money has nothing to do with intrinsic value and yet we've all bought into it. We all bought and the in. Thing is- What's sad is, and why I'm glad all this uprising is happening, and now there are more people. I love the fact that this is going worldwide. Like, you have people in the U.K. protesting. Um, You have um, African countries writing U.S. diplomats of wanting the, the charges brought to these police officers. You have people protesting in New Zealand. Because and in Australia, because of the indigenous of uh, how the police are treating them, even in Iran, they're protesting because of George Floyd and their uh, po- uh, their police violence. There's a mirror that they uh, just uh, painted in Syria, and you got and you got protesters in Brazil because Bolsonaro is doing the same thing that Trump is doing to black Brazilians there. So it's an uprising. You even in Scandinavia, they're protesting. In Sweden oh. and in Germany. Hey, I was just on like a, everywhere. I was on a poetry Zoom in Scotland, and they all had written really this one uh, poet Beth wrote this incredible poem about kneeling it was all about it started with like praying and different religions, and then it went into the kneel thing. It was it was like whoa and. But if this is a, this is affecting the world, and it's a worldwide stage, and um, and things, it's time for things to change. Because kind it, of oppression. Because yeah. I think it will. I mean, the thing is, and and they're also protesting in Toronto. By the way, a story that is now being opened on stateside: police pushed a 24-year-old woman off a 24-story balcony. The what? police are calling it suicide, but the police have been find, uh, they've been finding uh, uh, bits and pieces in the story. Basically, the police are lying. So yeah. they were protesting for, uh, I believe her name is Regis, uh, along with George Floyd. The thing is, the police state is worldwide. And, you know, when it opens these can of worms, it's like, like now I want to 
study what's going on in New Zealand and Australia with the indigenous, how the police are treating those folks, the aborigines, you know. Yeah. And, and it, there's knowledge to be learned about that. Obviously, it's possibly the same kind of thing that we, you know, we as black people here. But then here's another sad part. So yesterday in Chicago, in my old neighborhood, right down the street from where I used to live, you have the Latin Kings and the Chicago PD having some kind of little um, truce for the Latin Kings to basically beat up any black person that is in that neighborhood. They were pulling out women and children out the cars and beating them, the Latin Kings. What in the world? I mean, it, I, can, I can't, like, I'm having a crazy, like, cognitive dissonance. Like, I can't, I can't believe the words that you're saying. That, and it's just another, it's there just, is a, there, but there's more, like, that's just one drop in the bucket of things that are happening right now that I can't, and they keep, like, falling out of the sky. Like, there's no way that's true. That much, can't be happening right, right now. It's you know, the story out in the Omaha, Nebraska, a protester was murdered by a bar owner because the bar owner's father uh, incited it by pushing the protester. The protester shoved back and punched the dad because he was protecting himself. And the son, who was the bar owner, came out with his gun, and he got punched by the protester. He had pointed the gun, and the bar owner shot the protester. By the way, there are no charges filed. But the, why were the they even in the that. bar? What, what, why were they even in the bar in the first place when? No, no, he was protecting it. Oh, he was the protecting protesters. the bar. But the protesters weren't doing anything to it. No, they were just out there. But, so just stay in the thing. Why you gotta? But the father decided to incite it by pushing the by assaulting them. Yeah. As the protesters are going by. And, oh, by the way, of course, we know the dynamic. It was the white man that shot him, and the protester was black. Uh. And the kicker is the, the, the man that shot him is not going to have any charges filed. No. And get, and get this, and get this. Here's the kicker. So the guy that shot him has had previous run-ins with the law for guns. Uh. His permit was it had been expired for two months. Oh. So they're not even going to arrest him on an, an, experiment, an, expire, an old permit. I, I'm, so our I'm not, I'm not, not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm acting surprised. I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised that they would. I, it's the same story told over and over again. It's the, the Jean-Paul Sartre play that was written in the 40s about the guy they said that they shot some black people and then they said that what they raped this girl and then they convinced the girl that she was and uh, I mean all of the the whitewashing of who gets to have rights to guns and access to killing people it's not uh, I'm sorry my disillusionment is grand like there's been so many I'm not even going to get into what's been going on in my life personally you know, because my anxiety level is up. I have some, you know, my grandmother just died oh, on Sunday. I'm so sorry. And then it's just, it's, 
but it's all this and then what's going on in my life with other people and just everything is so heavy. Every day it's something that makes me angry. And every day I just want to, I'm hitting, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's, uh, in these scary, it's, it's very scary. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm more, I'm more, I'm ready to fight. Oh, wow. I'm angry. Yeah. I'm not scared anymore. See, I'm not a fighter. I'm like, why do we, I, I'm a, but that's the thing is the people that are all for peace are the ones that get stepped on. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't want to, I don't want to fight. I just want everyone to, I just want everyone's needs to be taken care of. And we have so many resources. You can't do that in this country without a fight. I, I guess. I mean, every day when I walk home, I walk past hundreds now of tents, hundreds of people living and it's oh my growing. god the needles oh so many needles just oh on god. the street like free-range needles i've never seen so many people just shooting up in public in groups uh, in small groups of three and four as i'm walking and i'm just like it seems like a movie it doesn't seem it's still i'm still living in a fantasy world and it, it doesn't seem real and i feel like if i acknowledge what's really happening that it's just going to be too much for my little brain and I'm going to like pee my pants and explode like <laughs> I did I did notice when I was downtown because I had been the best was the first time I was downtown since working and I you know I, I took a list and I, I got dropped off like around like uh was that folk or what have you and it seemed very ominous and really too quiet over where you are. Like, I didn't feel comfortable. Very eerie. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, um, it, it, the neighborhood is, it is weird. But it's, there's just, when I walk, there's so many people out because that's where they're living. I mean, there's a lot, you know what I will not say? the business owners, obviously, or well, the, the business owners are that live in the buildings. Everybody's closed. Uh, there's, there have been more. There's a um, Urban Alchemy is the business that they've sort of contracted to put public toilets on the street, and I have been seeing way more of those than usual. Um, so thank you, London Breed and the city, for at least providing some access to toilets. But even for like people who are usually housed, like me. I had to go potty the other day, and I was with my buddy Pancake, and we stopped to get gas at 17th Potrero, and they have a bathroom, and I put a little mask on, and I went, hey, can I have the keys to the bathroom? And he's like, no, the bathroom's not open anymore. And I was like, oh. So <laughs> I had to, I went up in the park. But it was like one of those things where, where do you go potty now? What if you're, what if you're like driving from San Francisco to LA to move, and you can't go potty, and you just go in the world. I mean, and it's such the smallest of small problems. You mean like, that piece of shit gas station right by the Safeway in the plaza right there? They didn't want you to go to the bathroom? Nope. Nope, didn't. They wouldn't give me the key, so I had to go up on top and go by the park and um, where a lot of people, I guess, go potty. <laughs> where do yeah. I go potty? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I've even... 
ever since, you know, COVID, I've been able to use the bathroom. Like, you know, I'll use, like, if, I, if I'm grocery shopping, I've been able to use the facilities because I was kind of afraid that, you know, the public restrooms would be closed. Isn't but it? If you have a key and you're not giving it to everybody. But isn't, isn't it funny how all of the big corporations and all the big, like, stores and everything are all still open, but just all the small businesses are closed? Just the small businesses? No biggie. Well, no. I mean, no. I mean, Macy's isn't open and Bloomingdale's. Target's open okay, because yeah, they but, have food and a pharmacy. But, like, online. Um, I like guess you can still shop Macy's huh? online. They'll still send you something through Amazon. Yeah, but you like your brick and mortar stores aren't really open. Yeah, you know, just like your targets and your walkers, because those are necessities because they have pharmacies and food. Um, yeah, we've got to have access to food. <gasps> I, yeah, I'm there's which is starting which is starting to become a problem in mm, some places. That's I mean that's when you. When you take the food away from the people, that's when the violence happens. That's it. That's what, when you really, for some reason, we can take away the needs of housing. For some reason, we don't fight over that too much. But when you threaten our food supply, uh-oh. And I just, I want to, I've got the London Breed thing. She said that we're indefinitely closed. What does that mean? What does that mean for until we don't know? Nobody knows, and this sort of floating in the I don't well, know—it's—it's it's like an isolation chamber that I didn't choose, and I'm floating in it. Like I don't know right. if I could get out of here. You know, I will say one thing: San Francisco is really good at with with the whole COVID. The fact that you know I was able to get tested for free in my neighborhood. There are places that are popping up where you can get retesting and what have you, or um, uh, PPP supplies. And I think that's something that's really, because I, my neighborhood has the highest, uh, has the highest in the, uh, in the whole city. Oh, wow. Well, did you, when do you find out if, when do they give you the results? Oh, I got them on, uh, Tuesday, so I'm negative. Oh, wow, great. And that was after the protest, so that's good. Wow. And <laughs> that's the test, another thing, you know. The test can perceive uh-huh. when you have it. I know that the symptoms don't show for 14 days, but the test can show that you have it or don't. Whether, yeah. Okay. And plus, now my antibodies, because they also took an antibodies test. I won't find that out for another uh, a week or so. And the antibodies mean that you... Yeah. Don't that you're immune to it now or something, or to find out if I'm a carrier. Either one, I gotta get my notes. Oh, okay, I don't. I mean, I'm so, I'm so scared. What else? Uh, we have a, a couple of minutes left uh, with you before our uh, the big Zoom, the Zoom reading with the riots. There's riots in the Zoom reading. It's the, <laughs> the script has riots. Everything's rioting. I mean. That actually, that actually sounds like a really good book. <laughs> well, it's it's um, Warhol Kaufman's writing this script um, that has been we've been reading it as a sort of a group and on Zoom rooms and then putting it on the internets, you know. So it's part of his process now. He listens to it and um, and so there's all these different voices and stuff. But that it's interesting to 
be around him while he's creating the script because so much of whatever's happening in the world is bleeding into it. So that's, I mean, it's yeah. nice to see you know, it, an artistic expression happening, you know? Yeah, I, like and, you know, with this, because I, I've said it so many times, like this is the, the new wave of the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we do need allies. And we're seeing that come through. And I'm glad every city is almost on fire. And everyone in every city or around the world is protesting. City on fire. I appreciate that as much. Because we have strength by numbers. Like these racist police and white supremacists, you don't have the numbers. You don't have the numbers. Wow. And so they're the guns, though. I'm it's called, so it ain't, it ain't over scared yet. of the guns, it Latoya. I'm scared of the guns. I don't want to get shot. Listen, I don't want a stray bullet. You know, I I'm, might have to take me a target practice. I am, and I hate guns. I am so, like, just th my biggest fear is that it's some errant bullet that wasn't even like, wasn't even went for me. It was like it ricocheted off a building, but it's still at a bunch of velocity, and it just bing gets me and I'm down. I'm always afraid of that too. <laughs> that's like my, it's like my biggest nightmare. It's, it's this, that's secondarily a nightmare to like the wind blowing so hard that part of a tree just comes down dramatically on top of me that I wasn't paying attention to or that, you know, like a, a f I'm just, anyways, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a crazy person. I am, I'm, I've been afraid of dying for so long and, and I've faced my existential angst that this whole COVID thing, I'm like, whatever. Oh, now there's something else for me to be afraid of. I, I've already, my fear threshold is past the point of reality. I'm like, oh, butterflies are real and I'm an angel. Like it's, <laughs> I'm living in a fucking fantasy world is what I'm saying, Latoya. Don't be afraid. You live in the tenderloin. That would scare any average person. You're not scared of that. No, I'm not scared of that. I'm scared of that. I'm no. scared of the stray bullets. I'm scared of my. I'm you know. scared of my heart being pierced. Anyway, it's all gonna be okay. Is it gonna be okay? It's gonna be fine. Or not. I mean, either way, we're either gonna live or we're gonna die. It happens every day. It's all fight. humans will keep up the good fight. Keep the good. Don't keep keep breathing. Don't kill yourself. They smell fear. Stay alive. You you have to fight. Protect yourself and fight. Oh yeah, no, I've got my um, I've got my little katana. It's not a. I mean, it's a one by two inch piece of wood that's about eighteen inches long that I keep in my backpack. And it, when I wear my mask and I have it sort of peeking out, I look like a ninja. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a ninja. I'm a witch. <laughs> I've already done my spells of protection before I left the house. You weirdos. <laughs> Well, I hope that you feel better because of our call. And um, thank you. Yeah, and hey, keep up, keep up the good work. Keep keep the faith. Um, I have a feeling we're getting. I'm getting closer to being able to come out the house. So yeah, I feel a little bit more comfortable that I got tested. So yeah, maybe I I might lure myself to the station. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's here. It's relative. I mean. I think of it when people come here, uh, I tell them, think of it like the store. Stay, if you're concerned, stay six feet apart. We have a ton of space in here. I, I, it's closed to the public. Nobody can come in unless, like, I give you express permission to right. come in. 
Um, you know, we're not we're not gathering. There's bleach. I've got gloves, microphone covers, fresh ones. If you feel, I mean, the the opportunity to be quote unquote safe in whatever context that means for us right now is available here. I yeah. don't really wear a mask. I do inside because it's part of the rules in the grocery store, or in the bank, or whatever. But man. I don't, I don't know what I believe anymore. I, honestly, I'm like, oh, I'm a witch. Like, this is my new thing. I'm totally... Because <laughs> it's... Well, it ain't over, baby. So I, I, I know, but I'm, I'm indulging. <laughs> I'm definitely indulging in this fantasy world that everything's falling apart. And now it's summertime, so I'm just going to call it summer camp. Like, all right, here we are at summer camp. And one violent summer camp. One violent summer camp. That's what we'll call the movie. All right, Latoya, you're the best. All right, girl. Uh, I hope to talk I'll, to you I'll soon. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Latoya, the sheriff of truth, given me the news. Uh, I guess we're gonna get here to what's happening now um i'm trying to figure out this zoom room and stuff i'm having a little trouble getting in there for warhol zoom room uh too much construction says jp i'm trying to sign into this zoom again sign me into the zoom i want to join the meeting in the zoom la, la, la. It is sinking. Oh, there we go. No, it keeps saying if you are the host, log in to start. I'm not. Oh, waiting for the host to start this meeting. Look at that. Look at me reading directions, putting the world together. One step at a time. Well, that was Latoya being awesome. And let while we're waiting for this, let us play... Uh, this is Warhol Kaufman, and it's a story. Uh, I think about police police brutality. It's uh, it's called. It's titled New Year's. All right, I'll tell you. It was New Year's, and I was supposed to go to a party at my friend's shop that I worked at on Valencia, but someone clogged the toilet. And it killed the vibe. I had to run all over town to look for a plunger. I'd ask like six shops, you have a plunger? Like if anyone's trying to find a plunger after 8 p.m., they really need it. <laughs> Recreational plungers are purchased before noon. So finally, I found the plunger next door. Problem solved. Return the plunger. Party dead. So I'm just walking down the street. I have an unopened, sealed bottle of Sailor Jerry rum in my pocket, and I'm talking to my ex-wife on the phone, walking down the street. I sit down on the edge of this, it's like a fence next to a park. I'm just sitting, talking on the phone, and I see these lights, and the cops are flashing on me. And they're talking to me through the loudspeaker, but I'm on the phone with my ex-wife, so I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys can wait. So then I'm on the ground. The cops have my phone, I'm face to the ground. They empty my pockets. So I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. This is a violation of my rights. I have civil rights, I have civil liberties. This is a violation. 
I say that shit so much, now I'm in the car, and they're saying it back to me now. Now I'm in the holding cell, and they're pleading my case to the guy on the other side of the gate. They're like, we're violating this guy's rights. This guy has civil liberties. So I'm like, okay, logic isn't going to work on this one. So then I just go stiff and just fall to the ground. And they try to stand me up, but I just stay limp. They try to pry my eyes open, but I just didn't respond. I stayed catatonic. And eventually they call the paramedic. They put me in the back of an ambulance. They drove away. So I opened my eyes and I'm like, I'm okay. Everything's fine. I'm okay. And they're like, no, we had to take you to the hospital. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm okay. It's fine. So they gave me back my stuff. The cops stole my rum. But in my wallet, there was a receipt for my body. It's called habeas corpus. We took your body. We took you without cause and detained you with no reason. Here's a receipt. Damn. Habeas, habeas corpus, Warhol Kaufman. That was an amazing story. He was stolen by the man. That happens. All right, we are waiting for the Zoom room to open. I am not the host here. Play a little bit more music and we'll get this going. You may not have 
Everything's breaking down. Yay. Hi, you guys are all cued in to the radio station. I was just playing a little song. They were saying there's beauty in the breakdown. Well, everything is breaking down. Are you, can I, is everybody, can I hear everybody? Can I get a sound check? Check, check. Check, check, say a word. Are you on? Are you? Yeah. There check. you go. All check. right. How's it going, Pam? There we go. We've got, we've got sound oh, going. Shit. There he is. Oh, no. Hey. Oh. It's a gathering of the nerds. Look out, son. There he is. How you doing? Long time no see, Baraka. Dude, I honestly, I love you. I don't remember you from Overland at all. That's because I used to have long hair, man. Oh, okay, that's probably what it is. It's like shoulder-length long hair. <laughs> well, you're beautiful. Um, so I put in a cast list at the top that's incomplete. Most of the characters don't have that many lines. Like, as long as people just kind of jump in, don't say I'm sorry. You know, if you fuck up a line, don't be stressed about it. Just, like, let it go. If there's a word you don't want to say, just say it anyway, and we're good. I don't know who's going to join. I want to look. Uh... Sounds good to me. Uh... <laughs> well, art and uh, and reality are mirroring each other. I want to see uh, somebody loot a sandwich shop. <laughs> yeah. Loot the sandwich shop. No, I'm kidding. Don't loot anything, but. Uh, no, they they love the sandwich shop too much. They don't want to. They don't want to loot it. But uh, are we? I played your. Uh, I played your New Year's story, your habeas corpus story, Warhol. That was great. Oh, nice. Or terrible. It was horrible that they detained your body and stole your rum. What jerks! They hella stole my rum, and I um, I didn't keep the receipt because I was too pissed off. <laughs> When I was um, one time, I was illegally selling cookies at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, uh, selling weed cookies, and they gave me a ticket. And they're like, "It's not because there are weed in them; it's that you're just selling anything. Other people have permits, and that's fucked up." But they took all of my pot cookies and they wrote me a receipt ate. for my pot cookies, and they said, "They you, ate them." Well, they, they said you can come cookies. pick them up. They were like, "You can come down to the cop shop and with this, and we will." You know, but then we'll have some questions for you. And I was just like, okay, clearly they're your cookies. Okay. <laughs> Those are your cookies now. It was a lot. It represented a lot of work, though. And they were delicious cookies. There was, like, double chocolate chip with, with cranberries. Oh, they were those good flavor. Those sound great. Thank you. Yeah, and the weed. Uh, so do, we're um, – is it just the four, four of us right now? Just At the, the moment. Just the four of us chickens? I don't know. I mean, I said I could do fill-ins. I don't know if I can do literally every role except for... I mean, I could. We'll see. I might have to move rooms at some point. Okay. Construction um, happening. It's pretty flexible. Like, just hearing it is useful for me. So I'm trying to see if I can get anyone else, but we'll see. Okay. I mean, yeah. Right. I'm down to do whatever. I could be all the girl parts. I could try to figure out who. I'll take some girls. the girl parts. Oh, okay, cool. I can be. I, I make like... up for the fact that there's one or two non-binary parts. Uh, uh, I'll play any robots or aliens. 
Uh, I generally try not to assign gender, but it's true. I've when, noticed it, that. when murder, when it's like a theme of constant murder, I found that gender ends up being relevant in the motives of murder a lot of the time. Yeah, no, gender is super relevant, especially in the noir genre. I'm not, I'm not at all talking shit about you in that. No, no, no. I like try really hard to like not. No, dude, I'm a black actor, so like I've had people tell me mm. you should tell what they're wearing. Are they fat? Are they white? And it's like, no, I write. If 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 you need to know something about them, you should learn it from context. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to de deny Lakeith Stanfield a part because I can't mm -hmm. imagine a person who's not white. That's crazy. Yeah. Fair. Well, I'd like to. Um, here we go. You got it, boo. <laughs> Uh, so are all these here at the bottom just uh, still unassigned? Yeah, they're mostly people who say like two lines. Okay. Yeah. Like I can totally fill in, but for me, it's useful if I don't have to hear my own voice when I'm right. listening through. Because yeah. I'm super vain and I just think about my performance instead of thinking about the story. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh yeah, relate to that. Um, how about if it's easy? Can I do ra radio, disheveled man, winter, and Frank? Yes, sold. My friend is trying to get in this uh, group too right now. Oh okay. Well, good. So uh, I'm good. We're also just so everyone knows, we're also live streaming on mutinyradio.fm. But you can say. You can fuck swear all you want. It doesn't matter. You do, I mean, it's okay. Uh, but Good. just so you know, I just want to inform people and be like, and I see the little recording button happening in the corner. I didn't realize that was a thing on Zooms until last night. Someone was like, oh, you'll know if someone's yeah. recording because it so has my, a little recording button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say, I should say, I'm, I pressed a recording button so that we can have like a, a backup. Perfect. Right. Well, but it, now this is the first time that I've seen it where I'm like, it tells you. What's happening? Yeah, that, yeah, thank yeah, you, Zoom. Yeah. It's got. It doesn't let you be surreptitious in your, in your uh, recording stuff, which you shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I guess. Let it everybody doesn't... know. Uh, let's see here. It's radio disheveled man, winter Frank. Noseworthy, it's too bad you're not a Coke dealer. That kind of sounds like the perfect name for a... <laughs> I wish my Coke you know, dealer's is... last name was Noseworthy. It was an alternative occupation I did consider um, besides teaching. Oh, besides teaching. Oh, my God. The kids must tell such funny jokes about you when you're not around. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because they're college students. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. See, that makes even more sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that I've heard every single joke about my last name. But if if not, then I'm open to new ones. I really think that some of your students should make T-shirts. And <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, okay, Warhol, did you I'll find go. the extra person, or should we just get started, or what do you think? Uh, they just joined, so they might oh. be playing with you. Uh, audio as well. 
I'm just being selfish. I was like, I didn't have a plan for the second hour, half hour or hour of my show. So I was like, oh, good, we could do this. We're making content, scintillating gems dropped for the people here. With Warhol Kaufman's new script being written right now as we speak. Murder in Mid-City. This is going to be episode nine, Chekhov's Gun. Nick City, March 19th, December 22nd, 2015, episode 9. There's some flashbacks! And, uh, mm. yeah. What page are we starting on today? Are we going from the top? My bad, I'm muted. Hey, Pam. Hey, yeah. So Billy's gonna, Billy's gonna do the narration. Okay, great. Um, is, is Alex in yet? Alex I think is Alex just has to turn on the mic. Mike? Oh, all right. All right. Ready, ready when y'all are. Okay. Shall we roll? Are we starting from the top or are we starting from the middle somewhere? Uh, we're just going to do all the 39 pages. You don't have to read the character notes, but uh, the dates and stuff are important. Okay. So, starting from the exterior. Elephant Rally, December twenty second. Uh, can you can you read uh, the title too? The title. Yeah. Page? Yeah, but just not not all the characters, but just the setting, or whatever the title. Okay, Chekhov's gun, Nick City, March nineteenth and December twenty second, two thousand fifteen, episode nine. Exterior Elephant Rally, December twenty second, two thousand fifteen. Protesters scream and fights break out as riot police loom ominously around. Exterior Weeping Willow Lane redacted. Mega, mega, mega. 2013, Licorice walks down the road bleeding from a head wound. Interior Shadow Democrats board meeting redacted 2015. Shadowy figures gather around a large mahogany table in a dark and smoke-filled room. Epstein. Epstein. Interior, Abe Station Wagon. Dawn, March 19th, 2015. Abe opens the door of his vehicle, vomiting on the street. <laughs> Exterior, Nick's office. Dawn, March 19th, 2015. Mick, carrying two buckets of paint, pushes his way through the front door, which I hinge. Exterior, Mordecai's table, dawn, March 19th, 2015. In the door of Abe's station wagon opens and Abraham vomits into the street. Vehicles cordon off the block. Heavy set officer Quinton reads a pulp novel. Exterior, Mid-City, Financial Top Floor, Dawn March, 19th. <laughs> Bankers and secretaries and mailroom workers scurry around in a panic. We hear the I guess it all started. Exterior, City Hall, Rooftop Helipad, Dawn March, 19th, 2015. Carlos, the driver, and mercenary Shannon take off. 
was Mayor Grisham in a large black helicopter. Mid City's fire department battles the flames of city. Flat <coughs> teams storm the building. Interior, mix office. Oh my! Dawn, March 19th, 2015. Mick reaches a hand paint bucket and stains his face red and blue. Through the busted door, we catch a glimpse of his empty parking space. You're lucky. You're talking to me? Well, do ya, punk? Exterior rooftop, dawn March 19th, 2015. Chekhov nudges Gloria, then shakes her. Gloria! Gloria! Interior, the black helicopter, dawn March 19th, 2015. Carlos flies the chopper. Shannon, without looking, slaps the mayor. We don't have to kill him. No. Shannon kicks Jim Grimshaw out of the chopper and he falls somewhere between the river and shore. Exterior, Motown Records, 1965. A portal opens behind the studio. Vinyl steps out. Back in! Hey. Fuck you. Exterior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19, 2015. Abe stands in the alley behind the restaurant, surveying Sofaka. I don't even work this lousy district. Ask me why I'm here. Abe walks inside the restaurant. I'm talking over. It all started. Scowling detectives. Alley wall. Kilroy walks past Abe's station wagon, stepping in the box. What? My kicks. Kilroy peeks in a window of the bar. Interior, mix office. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Nick, faced with, face covered with blue and red paint, pushes through the broken door and stands over the desk. The answering machine is missing. Mick turns to the radio. We hear static and Cincy. 79, Brandon Jones, 319.15, Cleveland, Ohio. Officers reported they responded to a robbery call at Parkwood Grocery early in the morning when the store was closed. Nick goes to the sink and tries to wash the paint off. He searches for a towel. Counts vary about the time of the shooting. Officers say they had a scuffle with Jones, who had a bag and they shot him to death. There was no weapon found on Jones. Interior, Mercy College dorm room. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Dead ferret lays on the stark carpeted dormitory bedroom 
Suddenly, a window shatters and a baseball flies into the room. The carpet now littered broken glass. The radio is on. Weekend Belgian PM. Diddler Reynolds posted an image online of himself dressed in blackface, according to the Washington Post. And from the Japan Times, anti-racist campaigners are celebrating a decision by Fuji TV. Exterior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips out a side door, stuffing something into one pocket, jaywalks then ducks down an alley and disappears. Fuji canceling this segment. A heated debate over racism broke out across the Twitter sphere last month as an image went viral that showed members. Exterior Mid-City Main Public Library. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips through the hedges into over a building. Climbing onto an at a ramp and strolling up the locked front door. Doo-wop inspired group Rats and Star and an idol group Memorial Clover Z in blackface backstage while filming. Kilroy pulls out a key, unlocks the library, and steps inside. Interior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Restaurant littered with corpses including a 12th district meter maid beside a captain, regent, and a uniformed security guard. Clarence, mortician with a head librarian, 12th district desktop, board-looking headquarter guard, Esquire's driver next to a pretty young nurse, Warhol alongside a pretty reporter and a 12th district guard. We hear a toilet flushed, Lab tech takes photos and samples, bagging evidence and noting on an iPad. Hey, let me see here. Who's the head librarian now? Suck on that, ladies. Door to unisex bathroom opens. Abe steps out, wiping <laughs> on his pants. He looks toward the lab tech. to get it to the hotel. Have to. The lab tech <clears throat> quickly packs a medical bag and exits through the, a side door. And Abe interjects. Exterior rooftop, dawn, March 19th, 2015. Gloria lays unconscious. Chekhov makes a phone call. One. Interior, Shadow Democrats board meeting, redacted, 2015. Shadowy figures, the large mahogany table in a dark, smoky room. Stop Bernard or Hill and Willie could have us all killed. Exterior, Mid-City, Bain Public Library. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Squirrels wander into the downtown city library through a slightly open front door. Hot sauce walks with Slinky. This is a, uh, okay, all right. This could be a good one. Now, maybe. Stuck in there forever. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. No. I don't know. Hot sauce sits on the table, library steps, Slinky wanders off and says, Let me tell you a story. Hot sauce pulls items from his coat, bottles of Tabasco, Chiracha, Tapatio, etc., and begins to juggle. Okay, let me try um, to create such a crisis and foster such a tension that a community which has constantly refused to negotiate is forced to confront the issue. It seeks so to dramatize the issue that it can no longer be ignored. My citing the creation of tension as part of the work of the nonviolent resistor may sound... Uh, about three boys named... Uh... Okay, I don't know. Trayvon, Emmett, and Tamara. Exterior. Julia Rockham's mansion, morning, March 19th, 2015. Julia bathes nude in the morning light, lying atop one of her Porsches. Am I the enemy? White supremacy trying to make tonight the enemy. Cavaliers beat them doves back. Bet Tamir would have loved that, actually. I'm black in 50 shades of Grey's Anatomy. Requiem of a wildest dream or fantasy. Real magic because we had to be. Seems like every day there's another fatality. Tragedy taking over Orlando. Miami, Orlando. Sci-fi escape the Interior, Mordecai's table. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Abe stands over the corpse of Warhol and sighs, clicking his tongue. Abe steps over a few bodies, kneeling over Clarence and shining a pen light. Abe removes a handkerchief from his coat, reaching into one of Clarence's pockets, pulling out a third Reich swastika medallion. Peace. <laughs> Exterior, mix office, morning, March 19th, 2015. We catch glimpses of Mick through the broken door of his office. Parking spot is empty. Exterior, NBC TV studios, flashback, March 8th. Flashback! Evening. Mick, unpainted, circles the block, examining exits and entrances of the TV station. You see the Bentley parked across the street from City Hall. Interior, NBC TV studios, flashback. Flashback! March 18th, night. Mick walks on the door of Dolores's chief office. Dolores remains unconscious. Les Avin stands up, holding a baton, nudging Mick's throat with one end. Let's say you learned your lesson. I've been watching you a while now. But I must confess that I am not afraid of the word tension. 
Look, this feminism crap. Socrates felt it was necessary to create a tension in the mind so that individuals could rise from the bondage of myths and half-truths to the unfettered realm of creative analysis and objective appraisal. So must we see the need. Loris stirs on the carpeted floor. Try again. Vic pushes up on his hands and knees. Kind of tension in society that will help men rise from the dark depths of prejudice. Dolores's skirt falls open as she shifts on the floor. Lesavian steps back, <clears throat> steps on Mick's back. Mick slumps to the floor. And racism to the majestic heights of understanding and brotherhood. Lesavian slaps her baton against the carpet besides Mick's head. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Hi, my name is the H.O. Mick rolls over onto his back. To create a situation so the so crisis-packed that it will inevitably open the door. Exterior, rooftop, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov paces on the roof beside the unmoving form of Gloria. Long has our beloved Southland been bogged down in a tragic effort to live in monologue. Exterior, Grand Hotel, morning, March 19th, 2015. Labtech walks out of the hotel's main entrance. He spots a littered piece of trash, retrieves it from the ground, and searches for a garbage receptacle. Repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently. Interior, Mid-Cities, Financial Main Floor, morning, March 19th, 2000. <laughs> An exceedingly long line winds its way around the bank, which today seems to resemble work. or an Occupy encampment. We have to go to the root. We have to go oh, to the cause. Exterior, Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Pepper's white protest white people cheer and scream. Cops strike three people with batons. Toddlers, Fry and flail <laughs> on horseback nearby trampled pedestrians. People oftentimes think that we are dealing in exterior. Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Taka's corpse lays in an alley. Talk outline and a small card that reads number 14. Abe steps out through a side door, examining the home bump. Taka's corpse. Twelve in the tavern. One in the kitchen. One in the entrance. How many people at the damn party? We are oppressed. I swear, my lord and savior. Denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. This shit is getting too old. Come together against a common enemy. Need a goddamn nap. Who taught you to hate? I need to see my wife. The color of your skin to such an extent that you bleach to get like the white man. 
Remind me again. How many kids have I? Taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Bubble that. Who taught you to hate your own kind? You should ask yourself who taught you to hate being what God gave you. Fucking, fucking. If he's not ready to clean his house up. Pink goddamn bubble bath. If he's not ready to clean his house up, he shouldn't have a house. It should catch fire and burn down. Exterior, rooftop, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov lifts Gloria's body, dragging her across the bedroom window. Mir lost his soccer ball. He told Emmett that Trayvon okay, took it. Exterior, Mid-City Main Public Library. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Hot stands on the library steps downtown, juggling bottles of cappuccino and Tabasco. Tamir went by Emma's way to make a formal complaint. Where are you, where are you going, Emmett asked. Tamir stopped. Hot. Hot sauce slowly sits down on the library steps, still juggling. Hey, Emmett, I'm going to the police station. Hot sauce drops the glass bottle of Tabasco, splashing red on the steps, pulls out a jar of chili us and continues juggling. Um, don't know, don't know that. Why? Why would you do that? Sus slowly stands, tap dancing the broken glass and spilled sauce, still juggling. Interior. Gloria's bedroom, morning, March 19th, 2015. Chekhov drags Gloria through the window. I'll help you! To find Trayvon. Nonfiction setting, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy reads by the light of an ancient lamp at an oak desk alone on an upper floor of the darkened downtown library. In a more respectable line of work, Norman Manessis, Danila Blandon, and Freeway Rick Ross would have been hailed as geniuses of marketing. Exterior, Mid-City, Maine Public Library. Or a more progressive world. March 19th, 2015. Hot sauce drops all of the jars and bottles them shatter on the ground. He applauds himself and walks away. This odd trio, a smuggler, a bureaucrat, and a driven ghetto teenager made fortunes. Interior, mid-city financial top floor, morning, March 19th. <laughs> Harry, looking secretary nods, holding the handle of an office phone. A balding man shouts, no one in particular. And for goodness sake, find out where Mr. Wilford sure went off to. 
Creating the first mad mass market in America for a product so hell desirable that consumers. There is people rushing around, an old woman holding a clipboard. Where's the Suffolk Man. Well, I, I don't know. We'll literally kill to get it. Crack cocaine. I, you see, Mr. Wilfordshire is in seemly particular. Mr. Wilfordshire will be right back with you. An older woman grasps the clipboard tightly to her bosom, leaving the room. People rush around, the balding man sweats, drabbing the top of his head with his tie. The secretary hangs hot. up. Is it hot? Which immediately rings again. She answers the phone. The two men who turned Rick Ross into a crack, the men who, for at least five years, supplied him with enough Colombian cocaine to help spawn crack markets in major cities nationwide, their critical role in the country's crack explosion, a Mercury News investigation found, has been a strictly guarded secret. Exterior, Mid-City Chronicle offices. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Newspaper page. Blows from the sidewalk, the headline, Last Vigilantes, Caped Avengers. Exterior, NBC TV Studios, flashback. Flashback! March 18th, night. Elizabeth Esquire speaks with a meter maid, gesturing to the Bentley parked across the street from City Hall. Don't victimize ourselves by distorting the world. Stop moaning about Jesus. Stop sweating and crying and stop stopping and dying for Jesus. Unless that's what the na name of the army we're building to force the land finally to change hands. Let's not call that Jesus. Get a quick consensus on that. Let's damn sure not call that black fire muscle. No, no invisible psychic dungeon. No gentle vision straight jacket. Let's call that people army or the cop show tow truck pulls up. Elizabeth gestures and the meter maid goes to speak with the tow truck driver. Exterior, Gloria's apartment, March 19th, 2015, morning. Chekhov drags Gloria's body out front and down the walk. Exterior, Mid-City Main Public Library, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips out the front door, followed by a few squirrels. Holding two library keys, he locks the door, climbs the lamp, and slips through the hedge. No, Gloria, no. Gloria, I'm gonna... I'm using your phone to call an Uber. Exterior, the Grand Hotel. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up the driveway. Abe gets out, the valet approaches. Abe waves him away, entering the hotel. No, I'm looking for... Interior, Mordecai's table. <clears throat> Mordecai's table in the kitchen. Morning, March 19th, 2015. Connie's corpse lies on the floor of the kitchen. A note in her hand reads, 
call me Wilford, Wiltshire. Connie's apron is stuffed full of a thick stack of $100 bills. So just this elevator? Exterior, Elephant Rally, December 22nd, 2015. Cop beats protesters with batons, tasing women rifles into the ground. Black clad figures, faces covered with bandanas, move through the crowd, clashing with open carry proud boy militias. Children in their military camouflage carry weapons almost as large as their bodies. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind. Exterior, Mordecai's table, morning, March 19th, 2015. Kilroy slips through the side door, holding the two library keys. Requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Kilroy slips out again, holding one key, which he stuffs into his pocket, long enough to scribble kills over rem of favor dollar sign. Tag in an elegant sedan rumbles down the street. Interior, NBC TV studios, flashback. March 18th, night. Dolores stands smoothing her skirt. Nick sits in a corner of the room pinned against a wall by Les Avian's baton. Do you really want a beating that badly? Nick vomits. <laughs> Dolores and Les Avian recoil. Nick grabs on and swings at Les Avian's legs. He backs away. Mick leans on the baton to stand up and pivots. He slips in the vomit, stumbles to the door, unlocks it, launches himself through the door, dropping the baton. Interior, NBC Studio Hallway, flashback. Flashback! NBC flashback! March 18th night. The office door swings shut as Dolores collapses. Less savvy. Nick ducks through another doorway. <laughs> Interior, NBC News Studio. Flashback. NBC. Flashback. March 18th, night. Mick runs through a live news broadcast. Reports that the handsome cabbie company has received decidedly mixed reviews since a judge's decree that the sedans be outfitted with cameras, following a series of rape allegations after which the company briefly threatened to shutter its doors. What's that? I'm told that the rapist, I apologize, alleged rapist. Security moves toward Mick, who pushes through another door. Interior, soap opera set, flashback. Flashback! March 18th, night. 
Nick dashes onto the set of the soap opera. Two middle-aged white people in heavy makeup simulate sex on the bed. It's Meredith. Has retained employment with the company pursuant to and pending a further court date. Is that pursuant? Should I and or or run it again? Oh, uh, we're live. Try arching your back more. I think slams open another door. Interior sitcom set flashback. March 18th night. Nick falls to the ground, then stands. He is on the set of a college house party. Hippies chant from why is my why is my life such a horribly awkward social disaster? Cat sees Tin and rushes over. She's tiny, wearing a skimpy outfit. Oh, hey, great ass, Emmy worthy at least. She wraps herself around Tin. Nick shoves past them. <gasps> through another door. Help! Interior music video set flashback. Flashback. March 18th night. Mick pauses exhausted. The chimpanzees are wailing through their most popular song. The director screams under the music. It's supposed to be lip sync! I have to check on the rehearsal! Next door! Keep practicing, I guess! Nick applauds, laughing, shakes his head, and pushes <laughs> through another door. <coughs> Interior. Flashback! Mark 18th night. Warhol sits at a news desk. It's, it's just in. I got a date tonight, bitches. McWaves. Whoa, right? My people are from the islands, which means we used to get traded for rum, but now it's just drunk at parties like I am. <laughs> Mick chuckles, sauntering through another door. Interior film set, flashback, March 18th. Flash! A pretty... Flash! Covered in blood, screams and drops her mic. Loud flashes and bangs pop off as extras scream and run from zombies. Indiscriminate <laughs> flesh and bowl. Mick through an exit door. <gasps> Exterior, NBC TV studios, flashback. Flashback. In the night, Mick walks up the block, surveying mid-city's town square. Exterior, the Grand Hotel, morning, March 19th, 2015. Licorice walks out the front entrance, holding hands with Toulouse. Thanks for watching me, Cam. I know it's boring. They kiss. Licorice stops a room service attendant and whispers in the attendant's ear, slipping him some cash, and then walks off with Toulouse. Here's something weird. They're shooting more. 
Interior, the Commissioner's Office, afternoon, March 19, 2015. Commissioner hangs on the phone heavily. Got me, Abraham Washington. Interior, Chekhov and Gloria's Uber, afternoon, March 19, 2015. Chekhov drags Gloria out of the Uber. It's really not what it is. What it. Fuck it! Exterior, Town Square. Flashback! March 18th, night. Mick walks between the trees and bushes clothed in shadow. He observes a large frowning man named Susan. You hear the sound of a heavy door unlocking. Liquor slinks towards the city hall. Kilroy. Okay, my ladies, education time. We hear the sound of sirens in the distance. Interior, the commissioner's office, afternoon, March 19th, 2015. An older woman climbs out from beneath the commissioner's desk, <laughs> desk and gargles, then kisses the commissioner. Washington, the Negro cop downtown. The phone mm -hmm. rings. Commissioner catches up the phone, placing it to his ear. Analysis. Why would I give a hell about your analysis? Interior, emergency room. Afternoon, March 19, 2015. Hospital security throws away Chekhov to the ground. At gunpoint, orderlies wheel Gloria away. I'm the only one who's helping! Security pins Chekhov down while he flails. <gasps> Where'd I leave off? Uh, pacifism as pathology. Interior, the commissioner's office. Afternoon, March 19th, 2015. Commissioner Chickless screams into the phone. Especially. <laughs> the preoccupation with avoiding actions which might provoke violence is thus not based on sincere belief that violence will or even can truly be avoided. An older woman whispers in the commissioner's ear. Exterior, freeway by the river, afternoon, March 19th, 2015. An elegant sedan speeds out of town, passing Daisy's minivan abandoned not far away from the shady motel. Funeral service release party is scheduled at the Minotaur Club. Exterior, Weeping Willow Lane, redacted, 2013. Licorice bleeding from the head tries to climb a high barbed wire fence bordering the shady road lined by deciduous trees. Pacifism is suicidal it, in its core impulse to prostrate itself before the obvious reality of the violence inherent in state power. Exterior, Mid-City's Best Damn Sammies. Afternoon, March 19th, 2015. The shop is closed. Bewildered customers mill about what the lawn, arguing, the phones. Hot sauce meanders onto the scene. The 48, Jesus, Marion. This book is crazy. I should hit up Eloise for less than. Interior, emergency room, afternoon, March 19th, 
2015, Chekhov sits handcuffed in the waiting room. Hospital security confers with Mid-City PD. A young eager cop is wheeled out as he attempts a smile. She said, Barbara J. Nelson. The ending is everything. Plan all the way to it, taking into account all the possible consequences, obstacles, and twists of fortune that might reverse your hard work and give the glory to others. Sergeant Clooney Journalists shout, taking photographs. Exterior. Afternoon, March 19th, 2015. Rolls-Royce pulls up in the governor's driveway as iron-wrought gates open slowly. Guys, maybe I should explain. Mick interjects. Who the fuck is this bitch? Exterior, Weeping Willow Lane, redacted, 2013. Licorice tumbles off the fence, clothes torn inside the clandestine property of the shady motel. Exterior, hospital, evening, March 19th, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up the sidewalk. Abe flies out of the car into the emergency <laughs> interior mid-city hospital evening march 19 2015 abe grabs a handcuff chekhov dragging him since mr bobo has filed an affidavit to the effect that he does not wish to avail himself of this privilege interior abe station wagon evening march 19 2015 Abe shoves Chekhov, still handcuffed, into the back, then climbs in the front. The wagon peels, <clears throat> the wagon peels rubber off into the distance. I am merely putting it as an exhibit to be offered at the right time, not as part of the case. It hasn't been offered by either side as an exhibit. Exterior, Mordecai's table, evening, March 19th, 2015. Abe's station wagon pulls up splashing vomit lightly in all directions. Since he walks past, carrying a small transistor radio. Guess what? Abe gets out of the car, opens the back, and drags Chekhov through the vomit toward the side door. International relations. Uh, Europe zone tells Greece that it must stay with the reform package or risk being forced out. Since he moves down the block, exterior, dead end alley, evening, March 19th, 2015, since he takes Polaroid photographs of Taka's corpse with the radio hooked onto a belt loop. Troops loyal to Yemen's president, Haiti, and allied with those Hafiz and the former president, Salhei, Haiti's rival, for the control of the international airport in the southern port uh, city of Aden. Since he meanders out of the alley. Uh, and I hate okay. To do, uh, I hate to do it Since to everybody. I'm going to have to unplug us from the radio, but you guys can continue with your Zoom. It's just uh, not going to be recorded on this end uh, anymore. But yay, thank you. And that was, and that was, 
me get off of that call so that that doesn't muck it all up. Uh, so that's that. There it was. That's been it. And that was episode nine as much as we could have it here on Mutiny Radio. So uh, good stuff. And thanks for tuning in. I'm going to close this down and play some breaker in the interim. But thanks for listening to mutinyradio.fm. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this? Hello, hello, hello. Push one, push. Push one, two. Push one, pull. One, two. A, C, A, C. Here. Loud, good, warm. Push one, two. Submix. To eight. That's what I'm saying. If the joke works about Monday. Excuse me. Are you ready to fuck? Q. Q1. Push. Push, pull one. Check one. Amadeus. Push, pull one. Push, pull one, hello? Push one, clip, 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 one, two, push one, two, one, two, push, pull, push, pull, one, two, move, move, push, pull, move.
Okay, Matt, uh, let's check your mic real quick. I think it's, uh, check, check your mic. Uh, 